Happy Friday, theater lovers. This week's guest is Troy Zimmer. We chat about his experiences with anxiety at a young age and how they are contributing to finding his passion in post-secondary, understanding society's impact on us, as well as the potential to change that impact, and much more. Troy is sincere, crazy smart, and has emotional intelligence that far surpasses his age. Plus, he's the best darn winky a witch could ask for. There are a couple minor swears in this episode. Nothing drastic, I promise. On with the show. Okay. So welcome, Troy Zimmer, to Sarnia Famous. It's so good to see your little face. Um, I have such extremely fond memories of you. Uh, I like to say how I've uh, worked with someone before. And you were my number one minion in Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Uh, which do you? I, I tell this story often, but do you remember that time where we were doing a scene together and we bonked and we both hit the ground and then you had to leave the stage? Do you remember that? Yeah, I think so. Okay, maybe maybe you've repressed it. It was like very <laughs> it's very front of mind for me, but because oh. I remember I didn't get to see you until I think like the end of the show, and I remember being like. My number one minion. I may have wounded my number one minion. Wait, oh, I th- yeah, I think I remember that. Because I think I threw off, I was supposed to throw off the dog or something. <laughs> There's something happening with the dog and yeah. then like we hit each other or something. Yeah. But I still got off and stuff and I was fine. But uh, I remember like, I think my mom saying after something like that. Yeah, it, was, uh, it feels like a hundred million years ago that we did that show, doesn't it? Yeah. When, how long ago was I, that? Oh my gosh, like, bleh. I don't, I don't know. I got my little spreadsheet. So I had an interview yesterday with Sarah Joy, and she has, like, a oodles of experience. And I couldn't get the spreadsheet to work. It didn't show, like, any. And then just now, as I was trying to find you on this little spreadsheet, too, uh, I couldn't find your name, and I know you've been in stuff. So it is obviously <laughs> an operator issue i'm sorry andrew or andrew pardon me andrea if you're listening to this that i'm misusing your spreadsheet she made this glorious like everything that every, anyone's ever worked on in oh my gosh. i know right like it's this beautiful masterful spreadsheet and i'm misusing it so so anyway i'm un, i'm unprepared for today but oh well we'll figure it out oh oh oh, oh. okay we have a brand what? new segment on the show uh, for Sarnia Famous's first birthday, Brent oh. Wilkinson gave me a game, and it's called Which One? Essentially, you're going to get two options, and you have to okay. tell me which of the two options you would prefer and why. Okay. Okay. So now, okay. step one, do you prefer, uh, would you rather red or blue? Blue. Okay, that one you don't have to answer why. It's just that the cards yeah. have red and blue on them. Okay, okay, okay. so blue. All right, so your two options are... Okay. <laughs> would you prefer to lose all of your existing memories? Right? This is a hard one. Or, or... Or... Have a fight with a shark. Okay, so I, actually, I think have a fight with a shark. Really? But because I 
I've seen something online, which is very useful, that, like, with sharks, if you hit them on the nose, like, punch them on the nose, like, <laughs> their tip of their nose, they, like, just run away because, like, that's their one, like, weak point or whatever. No so way. all I have to do is punch it in the nose, and then it would, like, run away, and I'd be fine. How do you punch underwater, though? Like, I'm assuming you'd be in water, or you're, like, thinking you'd, like, get up over the top of the water and, like, wait for the shark... I'm, like, picturing you both midair and you just, like, punching this shark in the yes. face. <laughs> Maybe in midair. <laughs> if it was underwater, i just, like, like, I don't know. <laughs> just, like, go against the pressure of the water. Okay. Somehow. I, I love your confidence in that. And I, I feel better about sharks now that I know that. Although... You just... You just hit him in the nose. Okay. I don't even think it has to be that hard. It just has to be like, boop. you just gotta, yeah, like just boop them in the nose. And then they're like, they don't like that. So they just run away. I swear. I'm not making this up. It's real. It's like a it. real data fact. Perfect. Okay, that's, that's excellent. Thank you again, Brent, for which one? <laughs> Such Fine. a good game. <laughs> Uh, I still like the first time I played it was with Max Major and his options were, would you rather never watch TV again or have a house sized hamster? And he was like, hamster all the way thinking like, what the heck are you going to do with a house sized hamster, man? But he and TV are bros. So, you know, you got to prioritize. And you gotta, even with that type of question, you gotta be like, what did, what is considered TV? Is that only like the stuff they show on the TV channels? Yeah. Because then I can just have Netflix and exactly. all that, and just never watch it on a TV. Just exactly. watch it on my laptop. Exactly. Instead of having a flipping hamster the size of a house, because that's the other <laughs> side of that too. Is like, whose house? <laughs> like... Yeah. How big of a house is it? Like. <laughs> If your house is really big, your hamster's going to be huge. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Oh, my word. That game is gold. Absolute gold. Okay, so now on to more pressing business. <laughs> so so you're in school right now. You were kind of chatting a little bit about that before we got started, about how, how busy school is for you. So oh, tell, yeah. me, tell me all about that. Well, so I'm in second year, technically. My schooling is... One of the most complicated things I can talk about because like, oh, no. cause, so I went to U of T first year and I did like one week or, so I went there for like two or three weeks and only one of the weeks I actually had class and it was really bad for me there like mentally. Yeah. So I went home and did U of T online and I was going to go for astrophysics and astronomy but then oh, I think your mom told me about that astrophysics. Okay. And then instead, I went for like I just did online, did a bunch of random courses just to see like what sticks, what I like. Yeah. And so I like sociology, and so this year I decided I was going to do major in sociology, and then I was going to do a minor in psychology. But then as I started doing some of my psychology courses, I was like, and looking at the credit listings or whatever I can still get done a major in sociology and psychology in three years like three more years plus the first year at U of T right. so I'm going to do 
double major in Dang. sociology and psychology. Wow. <laughs> and that's my plan. Brainy pants. Okay, what's the plan once you're done? Do you have like a, a dream job in mind? Well, okay, so oddly, I guess it's a weird job, but um, so I've been in this psychology of sex class. Ooh. So it's all about, I don't know, just like the different ways in which psychology has to do with sex and sexuality yes. and stuff. And it's just really interesting Absolutely. to me. Absolutely. So I think maybe after I might become either like a sexologist, like a researcher in the sex field or a sex therapist. Yes. Which would require a master's in clinical psychology. I mean, why not? You're you're in for it now. We got a double major, like mm, no big deal. <laughs> yeah. And then if I keep going in my schooling and I'm like maybe sociology classes are piquing my interest more, maybe then I'll go for like sociology research or something. But that's my course of action right now. It changes constantly. <laughs> That's fantastic, though. It, 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 honestly, it sounds to me more like you're you're drilling down. Like, it's not like you're like, wee, and just picking at, at random. It sounds like you're really finding where your passions lie, which is fantastic. Oh, you're so young and fresh. Just all this hopefulness in your eyes. Like, oh, I can't wait to see what you do. Um. <laughs> but it must have been really tough on you guys like I think about that a lot with uh, kids of, of all different ages and in school of all different sorts it, it must have been really challenging during the pandemic I mean I, I finished my library tech just the last mm -hmm. couple of months from home and I'm an old lady and I found it to be a bit of a challenge never mind starting out in the world so um, so yeah uh, so theater stuff then is more, cause you just finished, uh, the one acts, which I saw, which were fantastic. And so with all this school, and that just occurred to me with all this school, how did you manage the, the one acts or was that before things got started with school? Well, so one act was during the summer right? between, um, transferring. So I was figuring out the transferring stuff while also being in the one acts, which okay. was a bit. But, um, yeah, I'm just really good at memorizing stuff, like, especially when it comes to, like, school and stuff. I think one of my tests in high school, I always remember this, like, I studied for, like, this one test for, like, six hours of just, like, going through the notes back and forth and, like, memorizing each page of notes and, like, not looking and then, like, seeing if I had them in my head. So is that, like, and a I photographic like you like take a picture with your mind and then you imagine it in your in your mind or how does that work I don't like I don't think it's exactly photographic because like it's a more just like reciting everything over like in the same order but mm. like it's like I guess maybe a little bit photographic but not like I can look at something look away and then I immediately have it or something okay. but like I did that and then I got like only half a mark off the test. I got like 99 and a half out of 100. But then were you also like, yes. I would be, be like, come on, give me, I want another shot because that's so close. that I didn't get was something I didn't study, so. Oh. Yeah. Okay, okay. So then that So the knows. only reason was because it was I didn't study and I got one out of two on the question or whatever. Okay. All right. Yeah, I could live with that. I could live with that. It's pretty darn good. <laughs> with uh, studying or memorizing for scripts and stuff, it's really 
it's pretty easy for, like, me with monologues and stuff, especially. Just because, like, once I have it in my brain, like, it doesn't really leave. Like, I could, if the practices, it was, like, two weeks in between practices or something for that specific monologue. I ha- always had it in my brain. I never had to, like, top up on it. Okay. Like some people do. Yeah. Um, so then if if it's better for you when it's a monologue and you're kind of going in that order, if something were to happen on stage and say your uh, co-star was to miss a line, would that mess you up or are you kind of able to, to kind of improvise that? Well, we did. One of the shows we had a line mess up in one act because this the one um, Kathleen messed the one line, <laughs> she just always had trouble with it, which uh, it's fine, but it would, so I always had that one, like, I knew she was always, she, there's always the chance that she would mess up that one, mm. so I had, like, a backup plan for that one, but for other lines, like, yeah, it would, it would mess me up a bit in my brain, but I would just, like, try and find a way to either get my next line in there so we could skip their other line or like create a new line that like leads them into their next line or something okay that's good that's good um so then when you're is it the same then when you're learning um scripts as when you're studying for school you just kind of try to remember the order of things maybe a little bit photographic is it the same kind of process yeah i would think so like Especially with, like, monologues, like, I do it into chunks. Mm. Like, I do, like, up to a certain line or something or up to the period or whatever. Then I flip the page and do up to the certain period or whatever. Then go back, do the next chunk, and then get that, and then do both chunks together. Mm-hmm. And then I do that until I have the full thing, basically. Just adding it together sort of thing. Yeah. And I never, usually with monologues, I don't usually memorize the lines around it. Like, I'll memorize, like, the, like, the end part of the person's line before, or, like, what they're generally talking about before. But, like, if it's, like, a conversation, usually I have to, like, memorize the people's lines in between, too. Or just, like, have what their last couple words are. Mm -hmm. Or how many lines. Yeah, just to know that, like, Oh, it's two lines in between of two different people. So wait for this person to be done talking, then this person, and then it's my turn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That that makes sense to me. It, it's tricky when you're learning, especially that, that's kind of the exciting part, though, is the, the unknown variable of your co-stars, right? That's, yeah. That's the fun part to me. Because um, if they mess up, then it's like, oh, it throws everything else out of balance. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're going to kind of think on your feet. So, yeah, so so with all this brainy school stuff going on, theater is more of a hobby for you. Right. Um, <laughs> right now, yes. <laughs> yeah. So then um, do you have any, any theater plans coming up, or are you just really kind of focusing on getting through the school stuff for now? Well, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know about local London theaters. I don't know how. Oh, right, because you're in London. How they are, or, like, if. I can even do, like, theater stuff at UWO because, like, I know they have, like, a theater department, so I don't know if you have to be, like, in a part department. of that or something. Mm-hmm. So, but I do want to, I 
don't know. I think they are. They're doing another one acts next oh, okay. summer. Yeah. Is what I've heard, like with new people and stuff. Mm-hmm. So it worked perfectly with my school schedule before because it starts when my summer starts and ends when my summer ends. So it was perfect. So I'll probably do one acts again. Yeah. Yeah, that makes it's sense. Still, it's so happy. Happy. <laughs> I'm sure they they would be delighted to. Yeah, and like the one acts are so popular. So many people have um, have talked about having a positive experience with them, and you know how excited they were that they were starting up again. So I can't see it falling by the wayside. Um, so yeah, in in your guys' show, there was only three of you, which is an exceptionally small cast. <laughs> Would you say you guys ended up being pretty tight by the end of it? Pretty close friends? I would say, so there was, it was the three of us and then the assistant stage manager and uh, the director. And so um, the two, my two co-stars are a little bit older than me. Mm-hmm. So we did become friends. We did become pretty close, I would say. Um, one of them, Carly, her husband was my teacher in high school. Oh. Cool. Okay. And he's like one of my favorite teachers. So like we talked about him and stuff too. And then Kathleen, I think she's been in, I don't know if she's, I think she was in a couple other shows with my mom or either me or something. So I think we had that too. Um, But the uh, assistant stage manager, me and her became really close because she was younger, like a little bit younger than me, but same age. And like, I don't know, we just had the same sense of humor, so, like, but we'd always make each other laugh, and then the director, Rachel, she was really nice. I would say, like, she's one of my, the best directors I've ever had. Like, she, I'm, I'm typing her up right now. She, um, she always, like, listened to us if, like, we had something to add or something, or we think something different, and she'd always, like, it, it didn't feel like she'd be, like, you know how some directors are, like, they're like, oh, I'll consider it. And then yeah. they're just, like, actually saying, like, no. I'll write it down. And I'm like, mm, whatever, forget about it. Yeah. Like, it felt like she was actually, like, considering everything we said to her. And, like, yeah, she was just a really great director and, like, had a great time with all of them. And it was it was one of the one of the best shows. It's so much nicer having, like, such a small yeah. cast because you can get to know everybody. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, I'm hoping someday I'll have that opportunity, too, because it – it seems it seems very different um, having that intimacy and and getting to know mm-hmm. each other on that level. So then, having been in a in bigger shows and then the smaller cast, aside from that opportunity to bond, or are there other differences or similarities that stick out to you? Well, um, the only bigger cast have been are the singing ones. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there is that difference too of like. I didn't really sing in the one acts and I sung in all those, (laughs) but like, I feel like with bigger casts and stuff, like it's so much harder to like talk to newer people and stuff Mm. because everybody, everybody always knows like one person or something or so they go sit beside them or something. And even the people that don't know anybody, it's like, they just kind of sit in the back or whatever. That's a really good point though. It's when you're with the big casts, Especially when, like, say for Wiz, how we were all very um, segmented, right? Like, they don't want everybody there at all times, right? Uh, Well, maybe for some shows that that would work. But for the most part, I think it's a lot to manage. So 
everybody would be kind of separated. So you don't get a chance to chat with, with people. And speaking as someone who is very socially awkward and extremely nervous in large groups of people, yeah, yeah, it makes sense that you find one buddy and you hang with them for comfort's sake. That's a really good point. Mm -hmm. um, and go ahead. Uh, no, I had thoughts and they disappeared. But... I'm sorry if I took. No, no, no. It's okay. It was the Wi-Fi. As soon as the Wi-Fi <laughs> cut out, they all disappeared. That's what happened. As soon as something else happens, like I just I lose my train of thought and it's gone. It's like it's gone. I, I sometimes I can grasp it back, but it's gone. <laughs> It's too, it's too far gone now. Because <laughs> the Wi-Fi is just like sucking the thoughts out of the, out of the video. Yeah. Okay, so I know, um, well, just before we were, we started, I was admiring your Scooby-Doo sweater. And you mentioned that your, your mom has the same one. And I know you guys are pretty tight and you've done a lot of shows and stuff together. So, so growing up was, was, were the arts really in a big part in your, of your life? in your house? Well, for for me and my mom, yes, and a little bit of my sister. She used to when we were younger, but then she got too cool for the <laughs> minute. But yeah, me and my mom, it it was yeah, that's a big part of how we bonded and stuff because it was like that's what we that's what we did. I think like almost every year basically, mm -hmm. like we were in a different show or whatever, and it was always together except with Rebound. That was the only time that we weren't in shows together. And then One Axe now. But other than that, we've always been in the shows together. And so, yeah, it's just, it's always, it was always nice to have my mom there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. <laughs> like that, there's like one person, my mother, that was always there. That was like, it was just really nice to, because I get, I'm not like, I want to say I'm totally socially awkward, but like, if somebody doesn't talk to me, I'm not going to talk to them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like, can relate to that for sure. Like, unless, like, if they start talking to me, I can start talking. Mm -hmm. But, like, if nobody talks to me, I'm not going to talk to them. Like, <laughs> unless, like, we've been friends for a while and I'm, yeah. like, I feel comfortable with it. Like, no way, Jose. <laughs> and so, like, <laughs> it's all, it was always nice to just have my mom there to be at, like, at the end of rehearsal to, like, talk to her and stuff. Absolutely. Separated because, well, when I was younger, <laughs> it was always in the like female voice group because like my voice was higher. Yeah. When I was younger. Yeah. And so I'd be in like the sopranos, <laughs> but then I got separated when I got older into the tenors or whatever. Okay. But as much as that separation, it was like my mom was still always there, so mm. it was nice. That's really special. I don't think that everybody gets that kind of. Um extra time with one of their parents so like I think that's absolutely lovely and it sounds like maybe like a natural progression in terms of that that separation and um would you say that now that you're kind of doing things a little more separately that it creates there's still a bond there because you can talk about it with her because she understands it and knows where you're coming from so it would yeah. be something different in that way a hundred percent like she I don't know if she went away for school. I think she may have, but I don't know. Um, but she had a lot of stuff happen when she was younger where she had to move out and stuff. So she definitely understands and gets what it's like being on your own for the first time. And so, like, yeah, I text her, like, every day on, on Messenger because my data doesn't work in the basement either. <laughs> 
Thank goodness so for Messenger. On, <laughs> yeah. So I rely on the Messenger to text her and stuff because I don't know, for some reason, her texts especially <laughs> don't freaking work on my text messages. So I have to go on Messenger. Oh, my God. But yeah, I text her like usually every day unless I'm like busy with doing school or doing my midterms or studying or whatever. That's lovely. Yeah, she always makes sure I'm okay, too, and stuff. That's so cute. Uh, thank goodness, though, you have that messenger option, because I could see, like, I'm not a mom, but I could see that being very, like, disconcerting, like, all of a sudden you're you're so close, so close, and then off to school, and then, like, wait, my texts aren't going through? Like, what's going <laughs> on here? So it's good yeah. you have that option. Half of our texts are, like, us trying to figure out what's happening. <laughs> like wait did you get my text wait is this i said that earlier you mean it? <laughs> but yeah messenger works and so we got it we got it all figured out thankfully that's good and you both like i would i know your mom has a great sense of humor so that would probably help in that situation as well yeah that's all good so you got a you got a big a big family supper planned tonight that's why the parents are coming by yeah well not my my siblings um <laughs> they're different okay. they're like well just I don't want to say like they're different we're just like we're all such different people mm -hmm. like my brother is like sports video games 24 7 he's a nurse he's like I don't know we're just very different people and then my sister I think me and my sister are so similar that we don't get along yeah that makes sense like, like obviously we still like love each other and stuff mm -hmm. but like we're too similar where we, like, we just, like, <laughs> we can't really get along at times. Mm -hmm. And so, like, we used to get along really well when we were in elementary school. And then, like, high school happened and she, like, had rough time in high school. So she kind of, like, I don't know, like, whatever. But, like, she, like, bricked up her emotions and yep. stuff. And, yeah. like, became, I don't want to say it, but, like, sort of bitchy. <laughs> yeah, you know, a lot of girls go through that. I definitely had my bitchy phase uh, in that time. She of life. had a lot. She has a lot of anxiety and depression and stuff. Related because that runs in the family or whatever. Mm. I got it too. I, I think my... so many people have it. You know, the beautiful thing is that we live in a world where we can talk about it now. You yeah, know, yeah. it's not. There's no shame in it. There's no shame in saying, mm -hmm. "Oh, I have anxiety," but not that long ago that would have been an extremely difficult thing to, and, and you would have been judged very harshly yeah. to say that. So it's, it's, yeah. it's good that we can talk I was, about it. I was lucky in, um, in grade five was when it first like blossomed, I don't know, like showed or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess I was having troubles with my teachers and stuff because I guess my teacher was a little bit more like aggressive or something or mm -hmm. just like had a more aggressive teaching style and that was like a lot for me for some reason. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was lucky that my teachers, they were really supportive and stuff. And like my one teacher was like, or my mom texted her and stuff. And so she knew what was happening, what was going on. And this teacher also actually, her daughter figure skated with me. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so she knew me out outside of there as well. And so she was very supportive and comforting with that. Like if she had to like reprimand the other students or whatever, she would like take me out of the class and like mm -hmm. reprimand all the other students and like bring me back in when she was done, like being like, or not yelling at her students, but like telling off the students or whatever. I hear 
Yeah, I hear you. It's, it's, you know, we're all so different and we all learn extremely differently. And it says a lot about your, your teacher that she could assess that and make the appropriate adjustments for it. Again, like when I was a kid, that would probably not happen. Yeah. Um, so that's great. My French teacher too. It was my, cause I had French teacher and the normal teacher. And my French teacher was also like, all she said, all you have to do is like come up and ask me if you need to go for a walk or something. Mm. Then you could go for a walk outside of the classroom or something. Yeah. Which I really appreciated when I was younger. Absolutely. The opportunity to, to take yourself out of the situation and get some fresh air and yeah, mm. we could probably all use a little more of that in our lives. Take a little yes. walk. <laughs> Take a little break from mm -hmm. the stress of life. Mm -hmm. So is that something that you, you took with you into school now? Do you, just knowing that you have that option or that it worked well for you when you were younger? Yeah, I guess it kind of blossomed into almost procrastination. Oh, but like, no! <laughs> but like, okay, I always get it done. I always get it done on time. Okay. And so far, so far, not no bad marks okay. pretty good marks so procrastination works for me but i always say like my excuse of like not doing something is like i just need a mental health day <laughs> and so like i always say that to myself but like obviously you, sometimes you do sometimes there yeah. are some days where i'm like yeah i really need today to just like relax and stuff but there are some days where i'm just like you know i just I'm want the day off it. yeah <laughs> I think if you have a memory like what you were saying, what was like six hours to get 99.5% on a exam, I think you could probably get away with a little procrastination. Yeah. So. <laughs> I think I would be fine. I think I trust my brain enough that it'll, it'll have the concepts down, whether I think I do or not. <laughs> That's awesome. That's a, I love that. I trust my brain. I know my, my anxiety often manifests as not trusting myself at all. Mm -hmm. But I love the way that you said that I trust my brain. Um, and I'm wondering if I can incorporate that into my anxiety, like, okay, hey, we've put a lot of time and money into yes. this guy. So let's yeah. trust that the stuff is there that we need. For yeah. sure. Like I always have those type of thoughts of like, oh, I'm gonna fail this, even though I studied like my math midterm that, came, that I had like last Friday. I was like, oh, I'm going to fail this when I studied for the two days previous in total 12 hours. Oh, wow. And so, like, <laughs> I obviously studied as much as I could. I had the concepts down as much as I could. It's not like I could have really studied anymore. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, like, I always just, like, tell myself that, like, you studied as much as you can. You, your brain probably knows the concepts. doesn't matter if you have, like, the specifics down mm -hmm. as long as you have what it is in general, you'll get it. That's what I always got to tell myself. Oh, self-talk is everything, really. Mm -hmm. You know, we can talk ourselves in and out of pretty much any scenario. So if you've got the self-talk thing down, you're pretty much nailing it at life at such a young age. My goodness. Good for you. Well, I feel like, I don't know if it was because of anxiety and depression, like showing up when I was younger or whatever, but I've definitely felt like more mature in my brain younger yeah. just because like I've had to, I feel like I've had to deal with a lot yeah. mentally 
yeah, internally. Yeah. So it's just like, I've had longer to like think through everything and think through how to get, get my brain into a place where even if I'm not like, okay, I'm not at a freaking out level yes. all the time. Yes. Just like at a level where it's like, it's manageable. Yes. Yeah, so you have those skills and you've been cultivating them for, for a little while longer. Because as much, as much as I've had my family or whatever, have friends, I'm very much, well, okay, I'm a sociology student, so this may be this coming in, but society teaches boys to very much like put hold things in, like emotions-wise, so very much I did that when I was younger of like keeping it all in and it did end up with like it would bottle and then I'd have like a big mental breakdown or something. Mm -hmm. I think I did that like a couple times. <laughs> but um, yeah, that would happen. And then I realized that like I needed to come up with a better way yeah. of dealing with my emotions internally. Yeah. Even if it doesn't involve talking to other people, not just bottling them up, just like, like talking to myself even. Yeah. Like yeah. through them and like, and I've definitely gotten better with talking to other people about it mm -hmm. and so yeah just getting to that mental place where I can both talk to my talk myself through it mm -hmm. but also use the support of others to kind of get through it absolutely you know you, you don't always have the opportunity to speak to somebody else and sometimes it takes a lot of courage to talk to somebody else about things that are very personal and difficult to get through so if you have the skills on your own, you can at least try to, you know, have that self-love, have that self-talk to get to a, a place where you have more confidence, more, more courage to talk to somebody and get to that next level. So I love that you, you alluded back to your school and you were like, I'm a nerd out for a second and use this book learning that I got. Um, and I, I think that's that's powerful that you can apply it directly to your experiences. And yeah. so is that part of part of the reason why you made the switch into more of the theologies I, out of the astrophysics? And uh, by the way, <laughs> astrophysics, like, my God, let's just take a I moment about that. Like. I don't know why I thought I could do that. Well, I have no doubt that you could do it. It just sounds really freaking hard, and I'm glad you met your face. My marks, my marks would have been lower than they are now. <laughs> no, I did astrophysics. No, 99.5 percent exams, maybe just 99 percent on those exams. No, oh no, no, no. no. Right now, so right now, my university average is a le it's a little less. Oh, okay. But my first year university was like 83, 84 average overall. Oh, that's garbage marks. Like, geez. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's what I was aiming for. That was all I needed. Oh. Because I have this one scholarship that you need an 82 mm. average. Oh. So I was like to continue it to the next year so I was like please like first semester I had like an I think it was an 81 average oh god and so I was like second semester I have to get like a One better mark and percent. I, yeah and I I one of my classes I think I got like a 93 in so like that bumped my mark up yeah <laughs> like help that, that average go <laughs> yeah oh awesome yes <laughs> so I got it so yeah do you but uh, sorry did I interrupt you 
Were you going to say? No, 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 no. Um, I was just going to ask with all, because you're such a thoughtful person and so good at applying your experiences and your newfound knowledge. Do you think that the experiences that you had when you were younger helped lead you into the newer, um, your new specialties? That's not the right word. Your new majors with the sociology and the psychology? Like, yeah, 100%. Because I've always, since um, I'm gay, it's always been like, that's been a a huge part of my life, dealing Mm -hmm. with that. That was not the cause of anxiety and depression, though, thankfully. (laughs) Not, because that, like, I started realizing I was gay in grade six. Anxiety and depression was grade five, so. Okay, no, not connected. (laughs) Non-connected. But, um. It's been a lot of, like, because that has a lot to do with sociology and stuff, like, examining the social or the schema that we have around gender and sexuality, Mm -hmm. especially the stuff that we have pre-built. Even I have pre-built because Mm -hmm. I've realized as time goes on, a lot of my gender schemas, even if with sexuality I'm very open and whatever, gender schema is something that I really need to work on because... A lot of people, and it's obviously not the fault of anyone, mm-hmm. society has te- taught them the specific, this is what a man looks like, this is what a woman looks like, when sociology says that it's more of a spectrum, gender sexuality, or gender identity, mm-hmm. and so trying to move my schema from being this, just like rigged this and this, to like a full spectrum mm-hmm. is a process. But I'm, I like sociology in the sense that it's helping teach me about this stuff. Mm-hmm. And I'm also learning how, like, how it's more so society than you thinking certain things. Mm-hmm. And as much as people go out into society and take certain opinions, society really kind of gave them those opinions. Yeah. And everybody has the opportunity to change. Absolutely. Which, Absolutely. which I've... I love hearing because I don't know. I just like thinking that everybody's good in some way. Mm-hmm. Somewhere deep down. Some people it's hard to yes. see it, but there's always goodness. And I think you are so ahead of the game that you can identify that society and culture really puts a lot of pressure on everyone in so many ways but there is an opportunity to break through that and and be your own self. You don't need to be what anybody uh, yeah. tells you. So yeah, you were yeah, ahead exactly. of the game. My goodness. <laughs> I've just had a lot of time to think. <laughs> so we are already I can't even believe it these go by so fast. We are already getting to the point where my lap laptop could go <laughs> so um, I usually like to leave a few minutes at the end of the interview as a little platform if there is a side hustle like maybe an etsy page or something like that or maybe a fundraiser you're super passionate about or anything at all it doesn't have to be theater related it can be anything well what am i into right now oh Um, oh, okay well so i i do a lot of research with like voting and stuff because Mm. like there's a lot of people that you shouldn't vote for and you should vote for because especially in these new elections coming up there is a lot of people that are anti-trans in Ontario and so make sure the person you're voting for is not somebody who's anti-trans 
because trans rights are human rights. Absolutely. All trans people deserve rights. And trans people exist and we shouldn't stifle a real thing just because of your own personal beliefs. Yes. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Thank you so much for bringing that up. Absolutely. Uh, it is so important to research who you're voting for. Just because they present one way does not mean they are going to represent the rights of everybody equally. So there's a lot of stuff that I'm not, I'm not trying to say government conspiracy or whatever, but there's a lot of stuff that certain government officials will not hide, just like won't mention. Omitted, and so yeah. willful admitted. Yeah. And so a lot of people kind of look over that, but make sure when you're voting, you're not just going, Oh, this person looks nice. This person looks good. Like yeah. make sure they have your interests at heart and everyone else's as well. For sure. Uh, we giggle, but I, 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 you know, it's it's a trap that a lot of people fall into. So it is yeah. definitely something that is important, and I'm really glad that you mentioned it. So what a wonderful spot to to end. Thank you very much for no for spending. This became such a sociological discussion. I know it's wonderful. Love your brains; they're wonderful. Um, yeah, thank you so much for spending this time with me and for being flexible on, on scheduling things with all that yeah, school cool. you got going on. Yeah. Well, you had a lot going on too. So I was like, True. I, like any, like whenever, cause as much as I have school, <laughs> a lot of the time I have free time to like when I should be doing schoolwork, but <laughs> <laughs> I can do something else. <laughs> Fair enough. That's thank you very much. Um, okay. Well, I'll let you go. Make sure you say hi to your mom when you see her for me. Okay, I will. I promise. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, hopefully I'll Thank see you. you soon. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're you're most welcome. Thanks for being here. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Okay, kids. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. I am so excited about our next guest, Crystal Fa, co-founder of Diversity Ed in Sarnia. See you then.